This is The Blind Dad's Diaries with Martin Ralph and Nathan Edge. Howdy, Nathan. It's been two weeks since we last spoke. How are you? I am very well. How are you doing? Yeah, um, been a, a, yet again, I feel like I'm copy and pasting the conversation from last week. It's been a manic two weeks, a lot of things going on with the baby, hospitals, and we've also got a house on the market. So there's a lot going on um, in our household and clan. Um, but yeah, how about yourself, Emma, and the baby? Well, uh, you say it's been manic for you. Um, we're, we're almost matching you, apart from we haven't quite got a house on the market at the, at the moment, but uh baby wise we've had um a lot of developments actually in the in the last uh, in the last week for us Ooh. so plenty to update you uh on that front that's for sure and we may be following a bit a little bit of a similar path to to you and sam interesting so um obviously myself and nathan have caught up off air if you like and uh so he's very aware of what's going on with myself and sam so for us we have an induction date so Sam will be induced on the 31st of March. So we are looking forward to that. We've uh, There's lots for us to discuss and talk about, um, about that in terms of the visual impairment aspects and how, how the midwives and the team have been um, in our NHS trust. Um, we've also got some updates on some of the bits and you know, that you buy for, for the baby, etc. And But also we've got a scan tomorrow, uh, not tomorrow at all. I'm operating on the wrong dates. Uh, we've got a scan on the 22nd. I've got house viewings tomorrow, though. Um, <laughs> I've, got, I've got a scan. <laughs> I've got a scan. Uh, not, not me at all. Sam and the baby have got a scan on the 22nd. So potentially things may change even more again. But as it stands, I will be recording our next Blind Dad Diaries podcast, either with a baby in my arms or with a baby on the way. So that's where I'm probably at before we get into the the meat and veg of this podcast. So do you want to give a bit of a an understanding and, and see what this uh, this this new news is that's developed in the last week? Yes. Um, so, I mean, amazing news uh, for you, by the way. So, um, yeah, I'll also be, be counting down the days and getting the updates from you via WhatsApp and, and whatnot. I'm looking forward to it. Oh. Um, but yeah, I mean, for, for, for ourselves, so obviously you've updated in, in previous pods, um, you know, regarding your baby, you know, being on the, on the small side, but it looks like we might be following suit, which is completely contradictory to what I said. I think it might have been in episode two or maybe even episode one, where we were at one point predicted to be potentially getting a baby sort of around the, the nine pound 10 mark, which was <laughs> obviously going to be quite large. Yeah. Um, now. I'm going to try and dis- sort of explain this as, as, as simply and as quickly as I can, because it could be a discussion that go on go on for an hour. Obviously, we don't we don't have the time for that. Um, but basically, for those that aren't aware, obviously, when I don't, well, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong with how it's worked for you and Sam Martin. But when you go for your midwife appointments, when they do their measurements, they do it with a tape measurer, and and basically measure your belly to then, which yep. also measures the weight or the size of the baby inside, which to me sounds a bit crazy like it seems like it's like we're in the 1920s uh and it seems, doesn't seem like a very reliable way of, of of measuring a baby well no it's water isn't it so <laughs> absolutely yeah and, and if you're just eating before you go there you think that would, there's so many things that would make a a, a, a difference with that so uh, and it seems to have caused an issue with us um so a few weeks ago that was where we got that calculation where we we, we thought to be in uh, he was supposed to be in the 90th centile 
Um, and was expecting a, a large baby. We then went for a scan. The, the 4D scan was the day after, and that was putting us between the 10 and 50 centile, but more towards the lower end of that scale. So just over 10. So a big difference. And obviously the scan's more reliable. Um, so we've now had the next midwife appointment and that the measurement with the tape measure has come out now, not even on the scale. So on the on lower end, not even on the scale of the, the centile. So we obviously were then referred to go and have a scan uh, at the hospital, which we've now attended. And on that scan, from that scan, he was then put just below the 10th centile. So there's been movement there, basically. And what's happening is because obviously if you remained on the same centile throughout the whole thing, it would have been fine and you know, would have carried on. It's not really where you are in the scale. It's if you move on that scale. Yep. Um, and we've looks like they compared it with a private scan, which they don't usually do, but we said, we've got one. It's a recent one. Would you, you know, would you look at that to make it easier? So they did. And that's where they've seen that there has been a decrease with that. They're completely discounting that midwife appointment from a few weeks ago when they was in the 90th centile. Clearly that was just very wrong. Um, yep. But going by the scans, the growth may have slowed down. So, yeah, to cut the long story short, we're, we're now on, uh, on on sort of fortnightly scans for measurements. Uh, and we've got another scan coming up next week, which is uh, for the, it's a scan on the cord and for the fluid, I think it was. So um, that's coming up as scan, well. That one, yes. if, I, if, I, if I remember that, see, listen to me sounding all like I know what I'm talking <laughs> about. <laughs> the Doppler scan and it was a, um, v something which i think that was basically the fluid i can't remember the name of it which is which is very bad I and mean, i should have done my research before i came on here but um but yeah so we, we're, we're going to be having regular checkups on that so the potential that we might we may now be um you know on, on the small side and from in two weeks time we will be seeing the doctor after the scan basically to go through any plans if there's any that needs to be done so we also might be having one coming potentially earlier than than, than the judo yeah, and apologies to any of the audience that thought we were going to give you completely deaf, you know, different sides of the coin and different experiences because it, it turns out <laughs> we've missold you. It's false advertising. <laughs> Apparently, we're going to go down a very similar road. <laughs> right, um, that's it. Note to self: let's put a disclaimer in at the end. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> let's protect ourselves on the false advertising. Anything could happen by the next episode. Yes, exactly. Literally anything could happen. And I completely agree. I think the percentile thing and a few, you know, all of that stuff is really interesting. And I think for us, um, Leo, who's obviously our baby boy on the way, as we've already named him, he is, um, he's been on the third percentile the whole journey. Um, so he's okay. Yes, he is small. He's a bit on the small side, but he stayed in that range right the way through. So we're now up to 30 five-ish weeks 36 next week so he's stayed there that whole time and you know it, it all comes down to this this last scan now on the 22nd is the last scan that is it there's no more scans now unless there's an emergency and so fingers crossed he's he stayed on the third percentile otherwise our plans could dramatically change within next week let, let alone the 31st of march so it could it could all change and i think it's really interesting how you know, um, story has become quite similar almost on this. <laughs> we'll we'll be talking about this in in years to come, decades to come, and be like, oh, you know, there was there was a time we we were thought we were thinking this, and look, we've even recorded every every bit along the way. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, it, it's quite interesting as well. We you know we were just uh, before we came came on air to do to do the recording, we were sort of talking a little bit about Sam's and and Emma's sort of 
pregnancy symptoms and what they've gone through and, and actually there, there are quite a few similarities in in what they've uh you know what, what they've had in regards to, to sort of sickness and things like that and um you know at emma even though she's um 32 weeks now i'm gonna get killed if i've got that wrong um because she does listen <laughs> uh, so she's got that wrong i need to know <laughs> <laughs> we're around there um you know but she's weak well she, she she weighs herself uh you know basically daily and she's, she's still losing weight which is unbelievable really for, for for sort of this stage of the of the pregnancy and um you know i think you said it's a little bit similar for, for sam as well so uh it's just a lot of things that i when I, you know, when I forgot the news that Emma was, was pregnant, that we're, you know, we were pregnant and having a baby, et cetera, just so many things. First of all, I didn't even understand. I, I'd never even heard of these, you know, the centile, um, you know, all that sort of stuff. But it's just not a lot of things haven't been as, as expected at all, which I think is uh, something that we're probably, uh, hopefully, um, you know, making it a bit more aware about the people more aware, aware about that. It's not always as, a, as it's seen in the movies. By, by no stretch and i think it's going to be interesting to see when we get into induction and labor territory to see to also see you know the girls will kill us for this but it'd be interesting to see you know is it does it compare to the movies and you know etc but um yeah because because midwives can tell you all the stories in the world i think as well you know they, they've seen a lot of of what's going on and and what happens but yeah i think if from our perspective because obviously a lot of that is audio and we ain't going to see the visual stuff fortunately might i add <laughs> um but in terms of we pick we're going to pick up all the audio bits and it's do we do we need to take earplugs is that a thing like is that even allowed is that considered rude to your partner <laughs> <laughs> well i mean if you if you i can't i mean emma's so quiet you can barely hear her anyway so i, I can't i can't imagine her screaming or anything like that uh, in, in labor so that'll be that'll certainly be, be interesting but i don't think she's got to got to scream emma but we'll uh, i guess I'll, I'll find out the, the hard way really yeah time time will time will tell won't it mate yeah um but i, I mean it's uh obviously it all depends as well on on, on what happens whether uh she, she'll be induced whether c-section obviously could be an option or whether you know it'll just carry on till till natural sort of labor comes about so there's all that to come into play yeah. um yeah I, I feel like you know the discussion about water births and things that's all sort of just happening now and uh, I, I still have haven't a clue what to expect whatsoever no and I think it, we were we Sam not we Sam was hoping for a water birth but unfortunately um Leo's risk is too high mm-hmm. um for a water birth but you know again so as part of this whole journey, what I found great was, um, so as you may or may not be aware, Nathan, without COVID, normally anyone can go and tour the delivery suites and the labor wards just to see what they're about and what happens, etc. cetera. Um, but obviously with COVID, that's not been a thing, but we did request it through our midwife um, about 20-ish weeks. And then she was like, yeah, let's get it sorted. We'll, we'll do it around the 35 week mark, 36 week mark. So kind of where we are now. Um, well, obviously we're after our last scan and knowing that actually we were going to be getting induced. Well, not we, um, that Sam's going to be getting induced that um, we updated the midwife and she was like, right, let, let's, let's, uh, this could be happening sooner rather than later. So let's get you in for, to, to view the delivery suite, et cetera. And to be quite honest, that was probably one of the best things that's happened because 
you know, as I'm sure some people are aware, for, for people that are on the sight loss spectrum or visual impairment spectrum, there are some ailments to um, ASD, so Asperger's syndrome and, and other conditions that can be linked. And some of, some of that for, for myself and Sam in particular is the planning and the processes. Like me, I have to understand processes. I have to understand how that happens and why it happens. And so they were able to give us a tour, show us what's what. Um, we were discussing like the arrangements for the guide dogs and where they would be in an emergency and where they'd be taken to in an emergency and how would they be handled in an emergency. So obviously I would still be with Sam if, if she needs to go to theatre. So we've even discussed things down to the detail of, I'm going to, I'm going to hand off Diesel, my, my guide dog. I will hand him off to a, a member of staff who will then take him away to a room and not, in, not engage with him in any way, not to upset him or get him happy or anxious. Either way it is literally take him, take him out of the situation, put him in this designated room that we've chosen with, with the team, uh, with, with a bed and a water bowl, just so he can be removed from the situation. So we've gone down to the really, really finite details on how each scenario will play out which I, I found you know really helpful I can't speak for Sam but I, I know she has found it helpful and it's actually took a, a weight off her shoulders now she knows potentially the room she's going to be in what the room's going to look like know what the layout's like you know even just accessing the shower well how does a shower turn on and off so that was the type of stuff that the midwife did with us and even you know did the simple things of in the obstacles that might be in the room so the room that we might be in to accommodate um, diesel because he's a big lad is um it contains the where the water the birthing pool as well so uh, she explained where that was in the room in relation to where the bed is and where all the other equipment is she turned on all the equipment showed us what the sounds make and and the things that we talked us through the process of how like the the straps across the tummy and how what how that machine then works and how often that should bleep and, and then also once the baby's here, you know, um, explained like the yellow light, which is obviously how they check for jaundice and that type of stuff. And then also showed us how the pre-baby checks happen and where they happen in the room so that we know if he gets sweep, sweeped away and why he's gone there. And also, you know, we've explained that just keep, just, just talk us for everything you're doing. So the birthing plan is very, very detailed. And we've managed to go through all of this on a, on a very, on a very meticulous level of even, you know, how do, how do I go out of the facility, you know, given the COVID situation we're in and spend the dog and stuff, you know, that was one of the questions and the delivery suite manager was, is, was quite open with, you know, to be quite honest, people are going out and having cigarettes, you know, in you know, and coming back. So she hasn't got a problem with me nipping out to spend the dog for no more than 15 minutes, you know, as long as it's no more than that 15 minute territory, it's not a problem. That's, you know, and that's the way it is. And, 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 and I, that's not even an unreasonable adjustment. That is just them obviously, you know, comp comparing that to someone going having a fag, you know, as it were. So th there's lots that are probably even missed, but showed us literally from what door we go into, how we, how, where the buzzer is on the wall to speak to the reception team at the, at the delivery suite, right the way to where we would sit and wait before induction, showed us the length of the corridor, how long it is, how many, how many doors there are till the suite that we're going to be designated and then how far the doors are to theatre, uh, just all that stuff. And I just found that so, so good. And it's organised by, by the midwife as well. Yeah. Organised by the midwife. That's, that's, all, all, that's incredible. Yeah, exactly. So I can't, so obviously Nathan, you know, that, that's something that I would 
share with you at this stage is obviously for you to consider and speak to your midwife about and, and how they would go about that as well because it can be done still in this time so yeah that, that i mean that's um that's like a um a, a fully trained a very good sort of mobility instructor so you know never mind a midwife but that's like somebody who's yeah. been around uh, and worked with uh you know like blind and visually impaired people for, for years thinking of something to 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 be able to provide that amount of support so for that to come from a, from a midwife and obviously i appreciate obviously you've had you've had to ask for that and, and things yeah, like yeah. that but for them to be forthcoming and actually to provide that sort of support that that is absolutely that's amazing yeah um and then to be honest it, it's it's absolutely the opposite of, of what i've what, in my situation um unfortunately and but i think that's because i, I don't i think it's an element because emma's fully sighted and yeah. in some ways, I, I've not really been a part of anything. So I've not been able to go to the midwife appointments so far, which is the same. Uh, you know, you've, I think you've explained in previous pods that you've been able to go uh, as, as Sam's carer, um, which is which has enabled you to, to go, which is obviously rightly so. But for, from my point of view, um, I, I've still not been allowed to go. Um, well, I think they may have just changed that ruling. So um if there's any more i can go to them but the next one i think they coming out to the house anyway so i will finally be a part of that meeting but so far whenever emma's mentioned that i'm blind they've not took any interest or you know been able to show that they can give any support whatsoever yeah. um i think i might need to now ask questions a bit more and 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 sort of see and, and ask for that support that i think you've got so far um i've probably not been strong enough in in, in that aspect so I think I probably need to take a leaf out of your book and, and, and at least ask if you don't ask, you don't get. And I think, again, if anybody listening right now who's going through a similar situation or what might be in the future, that's probably something to also bear in mind is not be afraid to ask and, and, and do it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, um, I think that's that's what I need to do because I've had literally nothing. <laughs> well, one thing to bear in mind is regardless of them being a healthcare provider, they, they are still held accountable to the Equalities Act and they're offering a service, you know, and I know it's a health service, but there still has to be some line of reasonable adjustments and I cannot fault, you know, I think they've gone above and beyond for us. They've gone beyond the reasonable adjustments territory um, and they've given us so much more, but arguably as well, there's some of these steps they haven't had to do. And obviously I'm, so that's why I wouldn't put pressure on them anymore for anything else. I think yeah. it's, it's that we have got so much from them. I couldn't put any more pressure on them for something else. Like, although there's nothing else I can think I can ask of um, to be totally honest, but you know, I know once I'm in that hospital with Sam, that's it. I'm there. Me, me and Diesel are in it together and, and we're there then until until baby arrives. You know, there's no going out. That's how the rules are. So that obviously for spending, which is what we had to. So obviously anyone who's not aware, spending is obviously the dog going to the toilet. Um, so, so, yeah, but it, it has been great. But, you know, other things to bear in mind is that, you know, you're still entitled to to be there obviously to a degree and as you say with with the changes to covid and the rules and stuff hopefully fingers crossed it means you're able to uh to be there for the next one even though it's at home which is which is good um but yeah be, don't be afraid to ask questions at the end of the day as, as you say um nathan it is literally don't be afraid it's what within reason you know within reason what you and your partner are entitled to and also no nothing should be you know no problem should be a big problem or should be too too big or too small it's quite feasible um because obviously you've got to weigh up the whole legitimately let's don't let's not hope this happens but let's just say for a moment that sam or emma needs rush into theater you are still you are still their problem 
Nathan, you know, you the, yeah. the, the dad or, or, you know, if you other types of relationships, the other partner is still just as much their responsibility for safety while they're on that ward. So they have to consider, well, how are you going to be taken down to theatre as and when that happens? Who's going to be responsible to guide you? Who's going to be responsible? This is, to this is what I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm basically worried about, really, because in some ways it's like, um, because Emma's sighted, it's sort of like they think, oh, it doesn't matter. She's, but obviously she's got her own, you know, the phone, she's got her own things to worry about at that point. You know, she's certainly not going to be guiding me or anything like that. And I don't want her to be worrying about how I'm going to do bits and bobs. I want to be there to support her. Um, so I think, but, but like you say, I think like even the orientation of, of the, the rooms and things like that, something like that for me would be massive because I, I don't want to be there worrying about myself as in how I'm going to do bits and bobs. I want to be there thinking about how I can worry about looking after Emma. You know, yeah. that's, that's, that's the point of a, you know, the, the partner, partner being there. So it's something that, you know, it's, certainly as the, the days are getting closer, I think, I'm, you know, I, I certainly need to get something sorted out. Uh, and hopefully, um, especially when I get the chance to sort of see them myself face to face, I'll be able to ask these questions. And, and I say, hopefully with the Equality Act, I don't think I, you know, I don't, I've, I've decided now that I'm probably not going to take my guide dog to it. Uh, the more I thought about it, I, I think, you know, all guide dogs are different, but her personality, I, I don't think uh, it'd be suitable for her. So I'm, I'm not going to do that, which is one less thing for, for me to have to, uh, to worry about organising. Yeah, but, um, you know, like I said, there still are other aspects there that at the moment I haven't got a, I haven't got a clue uh, about. <laughs> one of the things you've just said there is obviously about, you know, Abby not, not going with you is that, that was one thing that really helped Sam um, make her decision about her guide dog, Bailey, was that when we went and toured the suite and everything like that, Bailey did get a little bit stressed and wasn't sure what we were there for and was a little bit, oh, just from being there and smelling yeah. things and listening, whereas Diesel went and lay on the floor. So we, we know already just literally from that, those behaviours that were presented was that Bailey actually is not comfortable and, and, our, and our guesses you know, our assessments of our dogs were correct, that Diesel just went and lay down and, and Bailey was up on her toes the whole time, was listening, was 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 worrying. And so, you know, we now definitely know we made the right call in, in having her go on holiday, you know, and let her miss all that bit, <laughs> you know. And ultimately, if it gets too much for Diesel, that's the point. You know, we've worked out that he can go out into a different room and he, he'll be fine and he'll be looked after just as much. So because ultimately I've still got around go around the hospital I've got my orders Sam still wants costas from downstairs and you know I can't begrudge you that can I <laughs> so no see unfortunately Emma, Emma doesn't really drink costa but I do so I, I, I if she knew it liked it I'd have had a good excuse to go down on time she's going, going to get you another, another coffee love I'll be back in back in five but uh, she knows it would literally just be for me so I can't really get away with that too much you can't yeah. just, just, just I don't know maybe maybe try and trick her into having a um oh my god what's that thing called well craving <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't have a brain just went. I'm not telling you that. Um, yeah, you're having a craving for hot chocolate, and you'll be fine. She doesn't drink hot drinks. She's she's a, she's she's an interesting one. Uh, yeah, she doesn't drink hot drinks. Uh, although she she is quite partial to the occasional uh, the frozen lemonades out there. So if um, well, I'm trying to, I don't know when they introduce them for the summer, but hopefully it'll be it'll be then. So I've got an excuse to to go and treat her to one of those. Yeah, if the if the if the mood takes her. 
Yes. But, you know, I think there's, there's there's clearly a lot going on with both of us and, and it is now getting down to the nitty gritty processes and what's this, what's that. And obviously we, we've gone through the nice fluffy stuff of scans, etc. But now we're really getting down to the to to, to the, um, you know, to the finish line now and the, the real business end of this, um, you know, doohickey that, that we're going through. <laughs> Yeah, as, as I say, it's getting down to business, isn't it? It's uh, and those are really important bits. So, yeah, with obviously the the two priorities are that that baby and mum are safe. So um, everything that Absolutely. can be can can be planned in advance. And you know, like I say any you can't plan for everything. Some things might may throw up that, that you know the, that, that may be challenged at you the last second. But the, the more you get in plan in the first place, the you know the more chance um, there is of, of, of things going right and, and being able to cope with anything that isn't expected I think um I, in, in my case if uh if if uh you know touch wood she lets us this doesn't happen but if she went into labor tomorrow I've got a hell of a lot of challenges because there's not enough um planned in in, in my aspect whereas hopefully if I can get some of those uh things sorted out you know if it does happen the day after at least some so many things are covered yeah and because I, I definitely think you know the last thing they want is quote unquote you getting in the way because you don't know where you're going or what you're doing. Mm. And because you've not had that orientation, because that was my fear of uh, what if um, like, you know, anything happens and I don't know where I'm going or what I'm doing, <laughs> you know, it's that it, and it becomes an anxiety issue and you then can't be, you know, you can't, you can't be the, you know, the, the expectant father that you want to be by right there by your partner's side. Cause you're too, as you say, you're too, too wound up thinking about what if, what if, what if, yep. and we're not for a minute trying to make it about us. It's not that, but if, if we're too preoccupied thinking about, oh gosh, what if this happens? I don't know where I am or what, where the door is, or what if she goes to theater and I'm clinging on the back of the trolley for dear life, then, you know, I, I don't, so they were, they were generally the questions I asked was, well, what happens when she goes into theatre? I just cling onto the back of the trolley and they were like, no, someone will take you down. There's a team of us. We muck in. We'll make sure someone's got you and you'll follow down shortly after. Uh, so it's that type of stuff just put me at we ease. literally had that conversation the other day, Mike, myself and Emma. She said, you know, obviously what if, uh, you know, moving rooms or going into theatre or whatever else. And like, she's like, Are you, uh, would you just grab onto the, to the trolley? I was like, and I was like, to be honest, I think I'd probably have to ask for a porter. But, but like I said, those things at the moment for us are in the unknown. <laughs> so I think it would be reassuring anyway. Certainly, like, like I say, first of all, hearing your situation is a bit reassuring because you know those things can be put in place. But, um, you know, I think if we can at least, I think as well, probably the, the hospital to, to, be, to be aware and, and understand what, a bit, what levels of support might, might be needed. Um, would would help them as well as help me. So um, yeah, that's, yeah. Uh, at the end of the day, it, you know, without sounding like we're asking for too much, we're not. We're just what the level of stuff that we're asking for is just so we're comfortable to to make your jobs easier at the end of the day, and yes. you know, and and to make sure that you're there as that emotional bolster for for your partner, which is what you should be there for ultimately. Absolutely, yeah, definitely. But yeah, I think um, there's obviously we've, we've discussed a lot already and I think we've plowed through time like no one's business. Um, but I think it's been a manic week, week or two as it's been. It's going to be another manic week or two for the pair of us. Um, absolutely. You know, um, I'm looking forward to recording the next one because as I say, who knows, we, we could delay the recording to we've got you know, Leo knocking around and screaming in the back, or we could try and squeeze it in before, before, uh, well, for want of a better phrase, before Leo squeezed out. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but 
I'll, I will get shot for that one. Uh, <laughs> and rightly so. Yeah, rightly so. But yeah, I think it's going to be a really exciting and interesting time. And, you know, I think at this key point, I, my complete recommendation to anyone slash Nathan at this point is write down all the questions that you have as that significant other and and think about what you can do and how you can even support the process. And so like some of the examples I use is, well, what sounds will I will I hear? What, what there's anything I need to be worried about? Is there anything that, you know, what are those repetitive sounds going off? Are they important? Is this, do I need to worry? Or, you know, what if, what you know i go through the what if scenarios and i think the more questions you can think of i.e they, they, they probably don't want you clinging onto the back of the trolley but if that's actually a realistic thing oh what's wrong with that if you get there at the same time as emma then so be <laughs> jump on the trolley if, if you know if, if that has to be the way okay maybe not that yeah thunderbirds ago <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no that's a great i mean a great point about all the sounds of things i, I know what i'm liking it i mean i've got the i've got the bonus that um emma used to be a nurse up to a couple of years ago before she came to, 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 to dog a daycare with, you know, with, with my business. But so she, she's aware of a lot of things like that, but I know I'm like fire and alarm. Like, Whoa, what is that? What does it mean? What does it mean? So I think actually having a bit of a bit of information on that as well would be quite helpful to stop me from freaking out in the corner. Just imagine uh, that. Yeah. Beep, I think beep, 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 beep. Yeah. that's the microwave in the tea room. Don't worry, love. What you flatlined. <laughs> it's just my soup's done. That's all right. Um, no, it's, yeah, it's, uh, I think that the general message of, of this part, isn't it, is, is to be prepared and plan. Absolutely. You know, plan, plan to as much as you can plan. And as you've rightly said, though, there is going to be something that happens potentially that you've not even thought of or planned for. We've tried to think and plan for every, every eventuality. But now what happens to us if Sam, that's it, she goes into labor tomorrow or in next week, whatever, you know, what happens then? Then everything we've planned goes out the window because then we've got to get an ambulance. We've got to, you know, we've got to do all of that stuff in, in reverse order. Um, nothing that we planned for. But, you know, we, but we still, in, on this side of things, we've still got, you know, the people that are going to pick up the dogs have got keys to get into the house. So if we've got to leave, they can, they can pick up the dogs for us and they've got the alarm codes you know our cleaner as well she's she, she's been forewarned on all the protocols and she can feed the cat so you know we, we've we've done everything we can as well i think on on that side of things um but i suppose you're, you know as you mentioned off air is your, your dad's only across the road as well for any emergencies i guess so i suppose that's not too bad is it if he ever answers his phone yeah it's not it's not too bad <laughs> um but, but yeah there's uh there's, there's aspects like that and i say we've I think I mentioned on the last pod, we at that point I was still deciding what to do with with Abby, my guide dog. Um, I've, I've made the decision on that, but now I have got plans in place that when the day does come, uh, depending on what day of the week it is, actually, it all depends on. But there's a uh, we've got plans in place for what happens to you know with her, and uh, and we've got a pet dog called Alfie as well. So you know, having plans in place, like say for pets, there's a lot of things to. Uh, to consider and that's not you know specific to blind people that's i think to to anybody in general going uh going, going through pregnancy and when labor day comes uh or days i should say but um yeah it's that those plans are now in place and it's it's helpful to i say in my case have, have a dad over the road um but yeah getting the support mechanisms in is uh is, is certainly going to help going forward Absolutely, because that was one of the questions. Oh, one thing I was going to say as well is you just brought it back to my mind is um so People get scared by the word social services as well. However, um, so the midwife spoke to us about any additional support we may need. And we, we, you know, we went through everything that we think we've got covered in terms of, you know, when he's here, uh, you know, 
getting him up and down the stairs and and feeding him and changing him etc and that's going to be myself trying to show Sam most of the ropes but you know we've had that conversation but there is actually an, an, an option that your midwife can advise on is that if you feel you need a bit more support or maybe there's something that they can show you help do because obviously like we discussed in the last podcast is that you can't do antenatal classes at the moment and you can't experience some of that stuff that you would normally get taught um but there is an option for um like second level support from from social services and it's not that you know it's not that scary term that we we all you know are, are taught about at a younger age it is that actually they can come in and offer you a bit more support they can um, potentially recommend some equipment that might be useful. Now, I'll be honest, um, we spoke to the social worker of, of, of the, you know, from the referral of the midwife, and they said, Do you know what, we think you've got it all under control. I don't think there's anything we can help with. But ultimately, it's that not being afraid to see what offer is, you know, what support and offers are out there where you can be helped and assisted as well. You know, people shudder with social services because they mean, oh, my baby's going to be taken off me. And that's not the case. Ultimately, social services role, along with the midwives and health visitors, et cetera, is to make sure you can look after your baby and you can do it on your own terms. Um, and I think that's quite key to pick up on as well as a, as a final message is whatever help is out there. See what it is. See, see what it is. You know, it, and if it may not suit you and it may not work for you. So don't worry about it. But at least you've investigated it and you've had a look at it. Um, but it just may not be for you. But. You know, that, and that's the final thing I think I wanted to fill in. And I wanted to mention it earlier and I completely escaped my brain. And whatever you said a minute ago reminded me, Nathan. So, yeah, thanks for that one. You're welcome. It's what else what I'm here for. Apparently. <laughs> <laughs> so on, on that note, um, we shall probably call it a day. Um, and we will come back together, myself and Nathan, in two weeks' time on a date to be specified uh, and arranged at probably short or late notice, one way or the other. Um, so we are recording this one later than usual because it's been a bit hectic with uh, estate agents and stuff on my side. And so who knows what it could be in two weeks' time when we get round to it. But we will aim for it to be released as usual uh, on the Friday slash Saturday of uh, in the next two weeks' time. So... Do you, think we could, do you think we could um, tempt you to, to do a few voice notes on the day, uh, you know, when the day comes? To sort well, of keep yeah, it, I was kind of know, thinking middle... that, but, you know, within yeah. reason. <laughs> yeah, as well, obviously within reason, yeah. But and I thought it might be quite interesting. I'll certainly try to do it. Obviously, it's, it's, with things like that, it's, it's difficult to, to promise uh, that we'll, we'll be able to do it. But, um, yeah, when, when the day comes, if, uh, if, if you're able to get a few voice notes as the day's going on, keep it up to date and we'll drop it in the pod. I think that'll be quite interesting for everyone. Yeah, no, I completely agree. I think it will be good. And obviously we'll, we'll share across our socials, anything that we do come up with or whatever happens. But I'm, I'm sure before the pod, the next podcast launches, if we do have a baby in arms, there will be a social post to let everyone know, but yeah, obviously we will, we will drag as much, uh, content through that as possible on, in the audio sense. Cause I don't think anyone wants visuals. Even if you could see. <laughs> <laughs> no, nobody wants to see that bit. Uh, no, but that's, 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 that sounds a good plan. Absolutely. And so on that note, I will thank Nathan as ever for joining me in the virtual studio for the Blind Dad Diaries brought to you by BSB Site Support, a registered charity in England and Wales with the registered charity name of Blind Since Birth UK. Speak to you soon and see you all in about two weeks.